0: Hey everybody, come on, good morning, welcome to Avenue Church, Matt, I hope you enjoyed last week, we celebrated at four, we are four years old, we did it, and we are now in a brand new collection of talks entitled, Stories, Stories, but I want to make sure, if you're brand new with us today, why don't you go ahead and text me, 702. 727-8280. Please feel free to text me. I won't harass you. I'm just going to say, what's up? Hello. And uh, we have a hassle-free guarantee here. We're not going to stalk you, but, man, make sure. Just let me know you're here or put in the comments right now. We have Avenue Church on. We have Anissa Miller on. We got our amazing team that are with you online today. And right now, we are in our in-person services. So I'm going to invite you out at 6050 South Buffalo Drive right here in Viva, fabulous Las Vegas. Nevada. One more thing, too. We have Growth Track totally online, and our small groups are in person as well as on Zoom. So, why don't you go ahead and text groups to 702 727 8280, and I'll text you right back. But I really want to get into our new collection of talks entitled Stories. Stories. And I want to ask you today, feel free, this is our online format, all right? This is the studio version of this message today. But I want you to put in the comments that have you ever had a decision to make that you wish you could redo? Come on, let's be real here today. Put in the comments right now. Have you ever put a, had a made a decision, you went... (claps) can I have a do over Like, Can I, can I, can can we just forget? I even said that, right? Like, like forget. I even married that guy, you know, like forget. I even went to that restaurant or ordered that thing on the menu. Forget it. I think many of us, if not all of us, how about another question? Have you ever made a bad decision? Now, how many of you today, you wish you can decide what is right? Come on, how many know what I'm talking about, right? Like every single time you make a decision, you wish you could make the best decision every single time. Now, can I tell you on a personal level, every single time I go in the drive-thru with my family, I have ordering anxiety. All right. Like anyone else, they're like, boop, would you like to order? Even if i have been in line, like in and out for like an hour. By the time I get to that machine thing, they go, boop, well, can I make your order? And I'm like, can you hold on? And my wife is always like, just you're gonna, you're gonna take forever and you're gonna. Pick the thing you always pick, right? Because I have order anxiety. The reason why is because I want to order the best thing on the menu. Mm -mm, Come on, somebody. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm like, go away, all right? Bring me bread and some water. I need to make the best decision because many times I've regretted my decision. This is disgusting. This is not good. I don't like this. Can we have a do-over? You know, one time uh, when Pastor Lindsey and I, we were dating, All right, I was trying to impress her. Come on, somebody! I remember put on my nice outfit. I think I was wearing a tie that night. I took her all the way out to Lake Las Vegas. We went to the Ritz Carlton, and I (laughs) had like your boy had to take out a loan to take this girl to dinner. But I really liked her. I have vision for my life, and I remember we ordered. I ordered steak or some prime steak or rib. I don't know what it was, but ordered steak, and I was so hungry. It was like seven or eight o'clock at night. I am so hungry, but I'm also nervous because I just wanted to give her a gift. Well, when the when the plate came by, I remember sitting there at this nice, fancy Ritz-Carlton uh, restaurant, and the plate was like the size of my body. I mean, this humongous plate, and he puts her, and I'm like, oh, this is so delicious and he puts the plate down in front of me and i kid you not the steak was like this little tiny little thing i went what there's no way that it's this much and it looks like i only get this much all right i had order anxiety i regretted what i ordered but also that night i purchased some earrings that they happened to put in a box and the box kind of looked like a ring and so I put the box under a napkin and I slid it across and I was just like, man, I don't know if it was Valentine's Day or something like that, but I was slid across the table and I pulled the napkin off and revealed this box. I was like, for you, for you, honey. You know, like, like I'm trying to impress her. And She went, oh, she got a little nervous. And I was always like, don't get too nervous. They're earrings, you know, and she popped it up and she was like, oh, oh thank you. Later on, I realized I made a bad decision because she thought I was going to propose to her, like, get out of me, boy. Listen to me, everybody. Maybe I made the wrong decision, but I didn't know she was in love with me, all right? I'm just dating Pastor Lindsay. But there's two things I want you to know because that was my story and that was my decision. So there's two things I want you to know in this series. Every decision writes your story. Every decision writes a story. Because I didn't make the decision to bring a ring that night or propose to her. I could have been engaged earlier. But every decision, writes your story, but every decision affects those around us. That's why I really believe that this collection of talks can be so powerful for our church. going could be so powerful as we continue our journey of being dunitos continue our journey of living in the overflow, continue our journey of what God's gonna do in 2021. But I want you to know that that we should stop at every decision-making juncture and we need to consider the story that we want to tell. We need to consider the story that we want to tell. What do I wanna tell my children? What do I wanna tell my friends? What do I wanna tell my family. But more than that, I want to leave a legacy type question. Consider what story we want others to tell about us. What story will people tell about us? But guess what? Here's some good news. Good news is is that we get to decide one decision at a time what our story is going to be. So if you got your Bibles out, turn to real quick to Genesis chapter three today. Genesis chapter three. Come on, put a Bible out while you got your phone, or get U version, get your other iPad out. But man, wherever you're watching from, go to Genesis chapter three, and it says this in verse uh, chapter verse one through seven. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman. And so if you're brand new to church, this is all about the story of Adam. And Eve, God created the heavens, the earth, land, and sea, night and day. He created Adam, and he created Eve out of the rib of Adam. And so here's Eve. She's in the garden, and a serpent comes, and he says to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Did God really say that? Are you sure? And then the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but... God said, "You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die." That's the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God said, "You could eat of any tree, have dominion, have be, be have authority over everything, but don't touch that tree." And the serpent says, "Are you sure?" But the serpent said to the woman, "You're not going to die, for God knows that when you eat of your when you eat of it, your eyes will be open." And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. You'll be like God. So when the woman saw, I want you to catch this, church, all right? Catch this online today. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. I want you to catch this today. She saw it and it looked. Good she sighed and desired it she said I need to make the decision to get what I desire here's the next verse and she also gave some something to her husband who was with her this is Adam and he ate I always feel like she's like eat this. she's like I don't want to eat this eat it she's yes ma'am and the husband was with her he ate then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked. They realize they made a bad decision. And it said, then they sewed fig leaves together and they made themselves loincloths. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, God, thank you. Thank you for this series. Father, thank you for what you're doing inside of us, in us and through us, for your praise and your glory. Now, Father, I pray that you begin to heal our nation, heal our world. Father, I pray you begin to do what only you can do through avenue. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen and amen. Now, I want you to know, I'm using a book by Andy Stanley to, to really model a lot of this. I'm also using another book entitled Stories, the Impact of Stories. But I want you to know that our story is a series of small decisions. Our story is a series of small decisions. Maybe a uh, you know a relationship that you're in. And, and maybe from small decisions, you're in the place where you're at today. Maybe the marriage that you're in, and, and you know, I've been married you know, 13 years, but man, 13 years ago, there's a series of small decisions that led us to get married. Maybe you're a Christ follower, and, and maybe you had some small decisions that led you to the greatest decision and that is Jesus Christ. Maybe you have some small decisions that wrote your story of decline, of, I messed up, I regret, man, just, I'm on a path of destruction. It's only because of the decisions that we make. But I want you to know, we never decide the outcome, but our decisions do. The only time a bad decision is good is if it helps us to make better decisions in the future. Can I get an amen, somebody, right? Come on, right, (laughs) if you're watching this, you're like, I made nothing but bad decisions, right? Well, the only time a bad decision is good is to help us to make a better decision for the future. Now, I am convinced that nobody plans to complicate their life by making a bad decision, right? It's like, you'll wake up and go, you know what, I think I'm gonna make my life terrible today. You know what, I think I'm gonna make everyone around me upset. And I'm just gonna destroy my life. But the problem is, is that the problem is that we don't, we don't plan on making a bad decision. The problem is we don't plan not to make a bad decision. The only time a bad decision is good if it helps us to make good decisions in the future. But listen to me, I can literally tell you after the fact that whether I made a good decision. Or a bad decision. I can tell you that I sometimes don't know if I make it a good decision or a bad decision during it. But I can tell you after the fact that I should have listened to some voices in my life. I should have listened to mentors, my spouse, my coworkers, my friends, and I should allow them to be a voice in my life. That maybe, you know, if you think back to your first relationship, And maybe there's a girl out there, or if you're a girl, maybe there's a boy out there, and and you're like, my goodness, mm, come on, taste and see the Lord is good, right? When I look at her, I know God is real, right? I I just got to have her just like Eve, right, the fruit, right? Like you desired it, and you wanted it. You thought it was good to the eyes, right? But maybe your mama warned you, right? Maybe your mom was like, I don't know. Maybe your buddies did. Or your friends did. It's like, yeah, she's cute, but, and you knew all along that you're doing it because what? It felt right. It felt good. It was something that was desired. It was something that you wanted. And how many can say here today in the comments that looking back on our bad decisions, don't we always say, "What was I thinking?" But instead of asking, "What was I thinking?", we need to ask, "What was I?" Feeling. What was I feeling? See, there's many decisions that we make, but I want you to understand that our emotions and our appetites often determine our decisions. Our emotions and our appetite often determine our decisions. Maybe there's an impulse purchase, all right? And you got emotional and you said, Man, I need to have that. You didn't plan on it, but once you saw it, you knew. That you needed it. For somebody that's watching, you're probably like me, right? The moment you get your eyes on something, that iPhone 13, right? That iPhone 26, man, I got, I need it. I gotta have it. It's so expensive, right? I'll sell my child just to get it. Why? Because it's your emotions and your appetites. But maybe you go out and get that impulse buy because it felt good. And, and maybe, maybe it'll it'll help you out by after getting the payment, right? first bill or the new car smell wears off you begin to regret it you begin to regret it i want you to think back think back to your last dessert item you had at a restaurant all right right now think back to your last dessert item you had at a restaurant right you were you were you were so full because you were so hungry, right? Like you literally ordered, like it was your cell phone number. I'll have combo seven oh two two nine what, right? Like you you ate so much food and you just devoured yourself and you were so full because you were so hungry. But then when the waiter comes by, or when the waitress come by and they say, Would you like some? dessert right would you like something new you know we have a new menu and there's cakes and carrot cakes and ice cream and and you're like oh i i shouldn't do that maybe somebody else in the table they're a really good small group leader and they're saying let's get some cake right like let's get a pizzuki or lava cake you know let's get something let's have some dessert and what happens in your mind you go you know what i had a tough week you know, I had a hard day today, all right? Or, you know, I, I moved around a lot today. I, I, I burned a lot of calories today. I think I deserve some cake. Our emotions and our appetites determine our decisions. And here's what's interesting. Researchers have found, because we don't learn from our experiences, right, why you keep doing it over and over again It's a form of insanity. But instead of learning from experiences, decision-making is heavily influenced by our emotions and our appetite. We don't learn by what we do. We learn by how we feel. We learn by how we feel that we're not able to make decisions apart from our emotions. I've heard it over and over again as a youth pastor, as an associate pastor, and as a lead pastor of the greatest church in Las Vegas. Is that people said I made a bad decision, but it felt right. I want you to know our experiences confirms our appetites, which often overrule our intelligence. You know what's right, but our feelings, our emotions, and our appetites lead us astray. You know, otherwise nobody would ever have to remind us to exercise. And to eat right because that don't feel good. Can I get an amen, at somebody, right? Like, don't tell me I can't have cake, Pastor Jeremy. As a matter of fact, have cake after this service today. But here's what Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says it says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And our heart's deceitful. And this is where we're like, love comes from the heart, right? But that's where our emotions and our appetite, and it's a desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is. Who really knows how bad it is? You know, I remember in high school, we had a foreign exchange student come live with us. And uh, it was so funny uh, because one morning he he was a Christ follower. He loved Jesus, which was so cool. We didn't know that. And, And so when he moved in, uh, he began to realize, my mom drank a lot of coffee, all right? My mom was a coffee drinker, and uh, she would literally drink a pot or two a day. And I remember one morning, right before school, uh, he goes, Bonnie, that's my mom's name, he goes, Bonnie, uh, Louise said, he goes, you drink a lot of coffee, almost too much coffee, you know, like, like trying to make it like a religious thing, like don't touch Jesus in coffee, all right? Jesus created coffee, can I get an amen? But he goes, Bonnie, you drink too much coffee, I think you're addicted my mom got up and said, I'm not addicted. She grabbed the entire pot of coffee, dumped into the sink, put it back He was like, no, I'm so sorry, buddy. Like, I made you waste coffee. And I was like, wow, mom. And I remember I went to school. But I'll tell you what, years later, they were playing cards. I was hanging out with my mom. And I said, remember that time you poured out that pot of coffee for the for waste?" And, you know, like, you didn't drink any? And she was like, oh. Now, when you guys went to school, I just made another pot. (laughs) That's her story. But listen to me, that brings me to my first question. Question number one, am I being honest with myself? In every decision, in every decision writes our story. Before we make that decision, I want you to ask you, ask yourself, am I being honest with myself? Really? Really? Am I being honest with myself? Really? Because this question helps me to fight my emotions. I want that, right? I want that, right? I need it. But am I being honest with myself, really, do I really need it? Is it really good for me and for others around me? Proverbs chapter eleven verse three: Honesty guides good people. But dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Can I just tell you that we are a sucker for ourselves, right? Like I am the most dishonest person to myself because our feelings and our emotions and our appetites, they lie to ourselves. Have you ever been a parent and, uh, and you tell your children, like, no, no ice cream tonight. Like, ice cream is so bad for you, and it's so unhealthy, and you put it in the bed. And what do you do after you put it in the bed? You eat some ice cream. Because we have to learn to be honest with ourselves in every decision. Now, church, I'm not talking talk about food, all right? Please, don't touch my food, all right? Don't touch my coffee. I'm not talking about food or coffee today. But I'm talking about the emotions that lead to the decisions that's written a story that you now have today. I am dead serious about this church, that there is a lot of decisions that we got to avoid making if we, just, if we just begin to ask ourselves honest and tough questions. Now, there's three areas that produce the greatest regrets, and I love that Andy Stanley put this in his book. So if you read the book with me today, it's purchases, relationships, and habits. Purchases relationships, and habits. How many know the purchases that you make are often because we made it because we're in a relationship right like i need to get a better car i need to get a bigger house because i need to impress whether it's a co-worker or a husband or a wife or my children and a lot of times those major purchases to 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 benefit the relationship becomes a habit next thing you know you're in credit card debt next thing you know you have debt up the wazoo and you have payments and your house poor and all these things but listen to me church there's we can make good purchases. And we can have great relationships. And also we can have wonderful habits in our lives. But there's three areas that I want us to break down. It's dumb purchases. Those purchases that we want that we say, I got to have that. I need that in my life. But also there's doomed relationships. Many times people go, Pastor, I need help. I'm, I'm stuck in this relationship. You're not stuck in that relationship. You made the decisions to be in that relationship. So how do we fix it? And the last one is destructive habit. Destructive habit. We lie to ourselves because these feel good. We lie to ourselves. We say, I deserve this. We lie to ourselves and we say, I'm all alone. We lie to ourselves and we say, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow or next year. And I want to ask you, I want to ask the honest question, am I being honest with myself? Really. I love in Genesis chapter three. It says so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And how many know the story when she ate of the fruit, she disobeyed God. She gave it to Adam and he ate of the fruit, and he disobeyed God. And at that moment when they realized they were naked, sin entered into the world. So that's why we deal with sin. And that's why Jesus came and he died on the cross. Listen to me, Avenue. What feels good in the moment might hurt those closest to you. What feels good in the moment might hurt those closest to you. I've been a youth pastor, and I've heard this time and time again. I've been an associate pastor, now elite pastor. And I've heard people like, Pastor. And if you've got little ones watching nearby, you might have to turn me down for just a second. But I've had people go like, we just, we had sex. It just, it just happened. You didn't just have sex. You made decisions based on an emotion and convinced yourself that you needed it in the moment. But what you did in that moment, you get to write a story to all those around you, all those that are in your life. Listen to me, church. Once we're convinced that we need something, it's easy to sell ourselves on it. But here's the thing. You rarely have to justify a good idea. See, justifying is simply just a lying to yourself. Come on, somebody. Ah, like I need this. I gotta have that. Typically a good idea you'll need to justify. And so I have a cue for us today. I got three quick points. As we close out today's collection of talks, is admit it. Is admit it. Admit that your emotions are lying to you. We need to admit it. Admit that you're wrong. Admit that you're wrong. I love John chapter 8. It says this. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, you abide in my word, if you're truly my disciples, and I love this, if you're reading your Bible you're praying, you're plugged into a small group, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you feel like you're making bad decision after bad decision, I want you to admit you're not good at making decisions. I want you to admit I'm wrong. I need you to admit my emotions are stronger than my intelligence, right? Because here's what Jesus said, when you begin to know God's truth, God's truth will set you free. The quicker we admit it, the quicker we'll make a healthy decision. You know, this year has been crazy. but I believe with all my heart, there are brand new Christ followers coming to our church, and this is going to help us to make healthier decisions. Here's what I love about being a Christ follower. I don't have to make my decisions by myself. But here's what happens when we don't admit it, Genesis chapter 3. And when they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the gardens of the cool day, Adam and Eve hid themselves. They knew they made a bad decision. They're like, oh no, we all disobeyed God. We gave into our emotions and our appetite. And so we ate of the fruit. Oh no, we screwed up. And instead of admitting it, they hid. And so many times, instead of admitting it, we run away. We never get free. And here's what this says, from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden, but the Lord God called to a man and said, where are you? And anytime God asks the question, he already knows the answer. He's just making sure, do you know where you are? Do you know where you're at? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. They needed to admit it, but here's what many of us do. Anytime we're put on blast, Anytime we're confronted, it says, who told you that you're naked? You're not eaten of the tree, which I commanded you not to eat. Like, did you do what, like I told you not to do? And the man said, hey, God, God, the woman who you gave to be with me, she did it. She, she did it. It's her fault. God, I love this. You gave her to me and look what she did. It's pretty much your fault, God. It's the woman's fault. And then the Lord said to the woman, What is it that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me. He did it. He did it. Everyone else did it. Everyone did it but me. And I want to encourage you. You need to admit it. See, The more open you'll be for information and advice, when you admit it, you're more likely to ask it. You're more likely to ask it. And when you begin to admit it, you're giving admission to, to your heart but you're also willing to ask. Ask yourselves and others. Am I being honest with myself? Really? Hey, can I ask you a favor? Am I being honest with myself? Ask yourself, but then ask those that have gone before you. You know, many of us, we want a time machine, all right? Like you say, Pastor, I don't want to put my story on on tape. Like, please do not film. My story. I'm trying to suppress. I'm trying to hide. I'm trying to kill my story. But many of you, we wish we had a time machine where we can go back into time and we could fix all the bad decisions that we ever made so we can rewrite our story. Many of you wish we can get the time machine and infuse our new newfound wisdom and experience. right? Like, like don't take that guy, right? Like, like don't order that thing. Like make big decisions. But we actually have a time machine. And our time machine doesn't go back in time. Our time machine actually goes forward in time. We have mentors. We have those that have gone before us with the wisdom and the experience. You know, my mentor uh, was 73 years old. He was accessible to me. He helped me write my first funeral message. He was someone I would go to his house and he had a program called Life Share and we shared our lives with one another. And I was able to ask him questions. I was able to ask him his experiences. But guess what? I had other people in that circle with me and he was accessible to people, but they never asked. They never asked. But he made me better. And because I had a mentor in my life who was 73 years old, he helped me to not make the same mistakes that he made. Number one, I want you to admit it. Number two, I want you to ask it. Number three, I want you to be curious. I want you to be curious. Not curious about making a bad decisions. <laughs> is, is this good or not? I want you to be curious on why are we feeding what we're feeling. I want you to find out why. I want you to go on a journey with you and God you and the Holy Spirit, and just say, why? Why do I feed what I'm feeling? I want you to learn about yourself. I want you to have curiosity, which is going to lead to humility, which is going to allow you to admit it so you can ask it, so God can reveal it. Now I want you to know those that I am so, I love our patriarchs, Right? I love those that are veterans. I love those that have been with Avenue for four years or you've followed Jesus your entire life. But I really, really, really love those that just got saved. Right, I just think they're the best because you're vulnerable Right, and you're humble. Right, You're always asking questions. You're saying, what do I do? Like, I don't want to make a bad decision. How can I make a good decision? What does the Bible say about literally everything? It's sometimes, can I just say, it's the rigid Christians. It's those that refuse to get curious again. I love in the Bible, David said, oh God, search my heart, oh Lord. My heart is deceitful, So God, help me to admit it, to ask it, but also to be curious. And so here's our, our integrity decision for this week. For this week, I will not lie to myself, even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set me free. So I know last week, if you watched online, I had blocks. I had cornerstones. I was yelling and screaming at our in-person location. We had balloons, and it was insane. It was amazing what God has done. We celebrated last week, but still in 2021, I want your story to become a testimony. Instead of regret, instead of something that you're suppressed or some, something that you're embarrassed of, I want your story to be a story that could help someone else. And maybe you hear it today and you said, Man, Pastor, I wish I had a time machine. I wish I could go all the way back in time, back to that one bad decision that became a series of destructive decisions. Maybe you're watching this today and you're saying, Pastor, I I feel like I've wasted too much time. I once had a conversation with someone, and they said, Man, I wish I could have found Jesus earlier. I wish I could have found Jesus earlier. And I said, Why? And they said, so I could write my story. I mean, that's you watching here today. And I just want to say, wherever you're at, and you're saying, I'm ready for Jesus to rewrite my story. Because as we admit it, and we ask it, and we're curious, it's all about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit checking us. The Holy Spirit revealing to us, and guiding us, and leading us. It's a group and community of our small groups, of those that are like-minded to help us to make decisions so we can write our story. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you today. And you're saying, Pastor, wish I had a time machine. Well, God's saying right now, I'm going to rewrite time for you. I'm going to change your steps, change your path, change your journey. And God's going to change your story today. If that is you, just pray this out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for paying for what I did. Thank you for dying on the cross. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, help me to rewrite my story. Say, the best way to you know how, I'm gonna live for you. I now know who I am. I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. And everybody shouted, hey, man, come on, somebody. If that was you, I want you to text me 702 727 8280. If this number is too long, let me know. All right, we'll figure it out another way. Put in the comments as well. But please stay with us in our series, Stories, because next week, I'm going to talk about what story do I want to tell? Church, I love you, and I love being your pastor.